0: Alright, that was my lost Overwatch story.
1: What the f- is going on down there? T. T. Thousand. <indistinct Dort profesors> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 421. Of WTF and TFW, I'm joined by Seth. Hey. 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 Welcome, Seth. Hi. It's uh it's we're recording not, on a weekend again. It's not four twenty No, it's not. It's four twenty one. It's one more than four twenty.
0: I haven't had an opportunity to
1: listen to four twenty yet. Did you guys talk about weed? I I don't remember, but I spent a whole minute coming up with clever weed-related nicknames for myself, Aaron, and TJ in the description of that podcast. Um, Uh, Was it uh, one of the cases where nobody realized it was a thing until after the thing was over? No, 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 we we, we did something. (laughs) Well, I did something. Everyone else just sort of sat there and I think sighed. But uh, I was going <laughs> Most to the, I'm going to the description here. Yes, I, I think I so the name I came up with from myself was Kush V. Uh-huh. Uh, Aaron is uh, Skunk Smith because his name is usually Axsmith, and then TJ I called Blunt Mega. And thank you, thank you. Uh, that that about ran me out of my weed terminology. I was gonna do something involving skag, then I looked up skag and it said that was actually heroin. And uh, okay. that's not in the spirit of 420. <coughs>
0: uh. So I downloaded that Airhorn app like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. I'm going to wait until Evangelist makes a joke or an unintentional pun. And I'm just going to blast that Airhorn <laughs> without any warning. And then I would keep forgetting, <laughs> like after every episode, I'm like, "Oh man, I forgot about the airhorn thing." And then when you just did the airhorn thing, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> I had
1: no I idea." I missed my
0: opportunity.
1: I had no idea. I did the airhorn thing last week already. <laughs> oh, I actually found a terrible oh. one too because uh, I went. I just looked for airhorn sound effect on YouTube, and there was one that was the one I used. If you listen to 420, there's uh, another one. Which is terrible. It's just one long honk for like ten seconds. Like it doesn't really go down in pitch at all after the first little bit. It's it's awful. Um, well, this this app you
0: you can tap it or so you can kind of work it however you want. But it also comes with movie horn.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: Sad trombone. You should keep that in the wings. Comes with one of these.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Uncle Nick. I'm not sure what Uncle Nick is. That was <laughs> oh, creepy.
1: I don't understand why that's Uncle Nick.
0: <laughs> and then you could record your own uh, little clips to use. All right. Oh, this is called Ham. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So th- anyway, it's it's Rap Airhorn. That's the name of the uh, app. So.
1: I, I just looked it up on YouTube on my phone, which is probably the, like the most complicated way I could have done that. I didn't even know there. You know what? I should have known there was an app, but I, I never think about it until I'm about to do it. So I just like I'm scrambling to, to search for the thing on YouTube while I'm talking. It's uh, it's clever and awful and it's 421 and it's SummerSlam weekend and Seth is joining me before he goes to watch. I'm guessing are you going to watch the pre-show? So this is like our pre pre-show show.
0: A lot of times I skip the pre-show. Like I might go back later when I could just fast forward to the two matches that are in the pre-show. Uh, um But usually the pre-show is like an hour plus two hours or whatever of a lo- just like the video packages setting yeah. up all the matches for later, and it's like the yeah.
1: <laughs> the last whatever thing that had one I left it running while I was working on stuff, and I because I, it's free and it's on YouTube, <laughs> so uh, it was pretty funny because it's just it's it's. It's like they're trying to, they, they're, they're trying to amp up, they're trying to hype up the game. Uh, and it's kind of like they're, they're like, they're like, we're about to start the event, get over to the network. And they're, and they're all talking about, they're all trying to analyze what's going to happen, like why someone might beat the other person, but yeah. they, they can't do it very seriously. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's pretty bad. I like it. <laughs> uh, well, last night was NXT
0: TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty good show. Even yep. though so so much of the top roster of NXT is now main roster, um, they did really good with who they had left.
1: <laughs> that Nakamura entrance was on my Facebook feed when I woke up this morning, so I already, was the
0: Bobby Roode entrance.
1: Uh, that was on my Twitter uh, after I saw the Nakamura entrance. I like entrances. I, I really like. I actually think I like entrances more than actual matches. Uh Something weird about it. I I like the hype moments. But... uh,
0: My only real problem with NXT TakeOver was... um, The guy from Grimm's toy show on YouTube was in the front row wearing a bright yellow shirt. So he was unmissable. Eh. And uh, I don't care for that guy's videos too much. And there's at least one time where you see him recording video of himself during a match oh jeez! and i was just like uh like i don't want to start beef or nothing with grim but i just I, I found him very distracting in the front row
1: <laughs> yeah i i what's weird is i think i i'm the one who may have exposed you to to the gentleman even though I, I like i think i've actually paid less attention to him total
0: well i had come across some of his stuff in the past where When he goes to a Toys R Us and walks around with his camera running, just being obnoxious and like knocking things off of shelves and stuff. And it's just like, I don't, I don't like it.
1: (laughs) I want to see the video. Don't go out in public and act like the obnoxious goon that people think toy collectors are. I want to see the video of somebody who happens across the person doing that and films them from a distance. Like, I always want to see whenever, like, someone's doing one of those, like, I'm going to be wacky in public. Like, I want to see the 20 feet away view of what they're doing. Like, to see if they're, like, glancing from side to side or if they're just staring at their little viewfinder or something else. Anyway, uh, speaking of toy collectors, Transformers has a toy line behind it. Theoretically, we're toy collectors. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm I'm not in theory. I can confirm right now. I had the test done. I'm a toy collector. Um... Uh... Hundred uh, percent. I don't like to
0: put myself in boxes and label labels. Well, I don't like labels.
1: I'm not putting myself anywhere. I, I was tested at the doctor. Uh, I am eighty uh, percent toy collector blood level. Um, and uh, I'm just you know what? I'm living with it and I'm I'm happy. Uh, is the
0: other twenty percent self-loathing?
1: The other twenty percent. <laughs> the other twenty percent is like is like beef cholesterol because I have to change my diet. I have to change it pretty bad. Uh uh-oh but
0: uh did you get bad news uh, like legit bad news shoot bad news at the doctor recently no
1: i'm just making stuff up i'm just rolling along with this (laughs) and then i had like i know i need to change my diet though i mean i I need to change my diet regardless like i'm i'm not gonna lie but uh it, it is better now than it has been before when i ate a lot more of i always forget i always remember there's beef cholesterol and then there's like chicken cholesterol, and you're always supposed to have more chicken and fish cholesterol than your beef and pork cholesterol. Uh I'm a doctor, so take my word for all that stuff. Like that basically is how it all breaks down. Um uh, you know, tell your doctor I said that, see what they do. Uh Seth, Well,
0: I had I had chicken enchiladas and a fish taco yesterday, so I guess I'm okay.
1: You're basically the healthiest man alive.
0: <laughs> basically.
1: <laughs> there was a piece of lettuce in all that, right?
0: Um Well, they ruined it the there was lettuce on the plate but they put a slice of tomato on top and that would have been easy enough to just throw aside um uh, but then there was this this giant glob of of a uh, guacamole just tainting all the lettuce and i don't care for guacamole oh
1: no. i i get a lot
0: i get i get a lot of heat for
1: that because I, yeah, everyone's
0: I, supposed to love avocados
1: i i i would i would roll lettuce and avocado if i could myself Uh, But that's actually not very healthy, because avocado is basically green butter. Um, (laughs) You're you're not supposed to actually eat that much avocado, as I understand it. Uh, I thought you were going to say something more offensive. Like, yeah, there was a tomato on and I took it off. And it turns out they just squirted a giant blob of ketchup right on that lettuce. Uh, That would make no sense to me.
0: Well, tomatoes are one of those things that I'm kind of weird about, where I don't like just slices of tomato but i Me like neither. a lot of stuff that tomatoes are made of like ketchup and tomato sauce and, yeah. and
1: other Cook, things cooked tomatoes are great i don't understand why they're always raw because when they're raw they're just weird and squishy and watery and like a, a raw tomato on a bun half the time if you you know it it, it soaks water into the bun and, and makes it Gross. messy uh it doesn't belong it's a, it's a, it's a wrong texture uh, you get your crispness from your onions and your lettuce you get your softness and graininess from your meat and from your bread the let the the, the tomato serves no purpose other than to give tomato flavor on a, but on a burger we have this thing called ketchup that does the same thing yeah. So I, then the
0: ketchup has vinegar in it which is good
1: Yeah I just uh, no no one in my family likes raw tomatoes so I've never had to combat that like I I come from a family of people who take the tomato slice and set it aside uh, and we always, me and my mom, always look at each other and go like, "Hey, do you want do you want my tomatoes?" Because we, we're always hoping maybe one of us has changed, but neither of us ever changes. Because <laughs> we're always hoping like maybe maybe in the intervening time since we last had food together, hey maybe you like tomatoes now, so we're not just going to be wasting these tomatoes. It's like nope, we're going to be wasting these tomatoes unless I'm really hungry. Then I can just if I slice up the tomato and just eat chunks of it while I'm eating other food. I can kind of do it, but I don't like it. Uh, and, and then I'm like, why am I even doing this? I could be getting better nutritional value out of, like, a big stack of broccoli or something. Anyway, you know who's the broccoli at Transformers? Soundwave. And you know who was hard to get? The American Masterpiece Soundwave release with the yellow eyes and all the cassettes. But Seth, guess what? They're gonna reissue him in Asia.
0: But, but there's no rap bat, right? No. So it's not all the cassettes.
1: Well it's all it's all the cassettes uh from G one. Ratbat oh. is from, from G two. Uh No. Nope, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh Seth, <laughs> are you are you happily set up with a masterpiece sound wave?
0: Yes, I have a legitimate Japanese one.
1: Okay, yeah, I do too. Yeah,
0: uh, with all these cassettes. Now were these did I hear right that they're adding um um diecast
1: they're adding so not not to the existing toys. what they're doing is they're making a new diecast cassette player that I believe the cassettes can fit into, but I'm not sure in fact, cassette I, player wait, no, they can't uh it, yeah, it's just, it's look at the dimensions it's way too small. It's just going to be a little diecast cassette player I'm assuming of sound waves alt mode oh um, so yeah it's it's like two centimeters yeah. by three centimeters by one centimeter, so it's it's pretty tiny
0: okay i misread somewhere i thought i misread some tweet or something where i thought they were saying that the cassettes had had a uh, diecast added to them
1: i had that moment too that came mostly from the 140 character limit where everyone trying to tweet about it and trying to tweet everything about it like started to remove some pretty key words uh from the sentence but uh yeah it's so yeah I, I don't actually all that tweeting got me thinking oh it's like a diecast storage bay for like a cassette to go in but it's not it's the measurements don't make any sense for that well, now
0: I can't remember what color the Japanese Soundwave had for eyes. Red. I didn't know the yellow eyes were a problem. Yeah. Okay, it, so nobody likes the red eyes.
1: No, everyone wants the red eyes. The yellow eyes are the toy eyes. Um, no. And a lot of people who got American Soundwave then like went looking for all the various solutions people have to make the eyes red. Like um, paint. Yeah, paint. Uh, there, they are also markers. There are some like replacement eyepieces that have been made. Uh, by some, like, smaller companies and garage kit people. So, uh, this is for everyone. Because there was also a whole thing where, like, this is, like, the, the price of this thing is, is a pretty good deal considering you're getting, like, all of the G1 cassettes. Uh, I'm going to stick Except with that bit. Up. I'm going to stick with that bit. Uh <laughs> But so a lot of people back when the when Masterpiece Soundwave was new, at least people I knew, were all waiting to get the domestic one, because it was a better deal overall to get everything in one big box, except that thing was like impossible to find for a lot of folks, especially in Canada. So this is a this is really good news for people who are still Masterpiece Soundwaveless. Um but I, I was pretty sure that like most of us on the podcast are not. So I mostly wanted to cover this as a bit of a PSA. For those who might not be in the know, you're going to have a chance to get Masterpiece Soundwave again. Uh, he is one of the best uh, Masterpiece toys out there. He is the only, I believe, Hasui-era uh, G1 Decepticon uh, that happened when Shogo Hasui was the head man on Masterpiece. So uh, if you if you never got one, this is worth taking a look at. They've got pre-orders up all over the place. Um, and, you know, get with the program. Get, get yourself a Soundwave. Um. Yeah, I still really like that soundwave toy. Seth, have you messed with yours in a while? Uh,
0: just when I was setting it up to go into the detolf after we moved. That's and it's just been happily in there ever since.
1: Do you um, uh, do you hmm. keep a a bird on his forearm?
0: No. Um, right now, I think the only cassettes that are like out and visible are. Rumble and Frenzy. I think everyone else is loaded up in his chest. Mm. You could fit 3 in there, right? Yep. Yeah. I think everyone else is loaded up in
1: his chest. I should put one of his birds out. You should uh, give him the Rumble Frenzy pile driver things on his forearms because that was like the one thing that the toy can do that like I don't know a single person who ever engaged with that. So you should be the only one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at on the picture there and I don't even I don't think I realized he could even do
1: that <laughs> until <laughs> till now and
0: then why you would do that i don't know
1: they advertised it back when like the sets were new um because it was kind of like they came up with basically like reasons for all the accessories to do things on him in both modes but uh the 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 problem with those things on his forearms if i recall correctly is that they don't clip on very securely so they they tend to just fall off his forearms uh whole thing was a little bit half-baked uh which is a shame because i i kind of like the idea of like you know, if if the chips are down, Soundwave can be all like, "Yo, Rumble Frenzy, give me all your pile drivers," and then he does like a quadruple pile driver punch. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if you've never gotten a masterpiece, Soundwave, this thing's out in December. It's it's really worth picking up if you've not messed with one before. Um, anyway, Seth, let's talk about some new picture picks. Uh, but I was
0: just, oh no, wait, one second. Oh, whoa. so it was always depicted that. Rumble and Frenzy's arms just turned into the pile driver, so wouldn't he be ripping off their arms?
1: Maybe to stick
0: to his arms.
1: Well, no. If he, like, I'm imagining, he requests them, so like he's not ripping their arms off. They're just ejecting their arms at him,
0: and then they're just running around with no arms.
1: Well, yeah, you know, they're, <laughs> screaming. They're just try- they're trying to look all surly and stuff, but without their arms, or they've got little. They've got little stumps still, because it's not their whole arms, right? It's like the they've still got their little shoulders. So they've got little stumps they can wave at people. Okay. I don't know. They should just turn back into cassettes and then they'll just stick it, stay in his chest where no one will see that they're armless. That's what I would do if I was them. It's a good plan. Yeah. Uh, Seth, I have a question for you. Okay. I want to answer a question. Do you have a new picture pick? I do. All right.
0: So two caveats.
1: Caveat it number felt one. felt like
0: slim picking when i was looking for something all right so i i pick something that i'm not gonna get because i don't like statues listen um, prime I've, one huh
1: i've made topic lists about these prime one statues and i'm not gonna get them so it's, right
0: prime one studio pmtf-01 optimus prime statue update
1: i love numerical codes
0: Right, so kind of uh, kind of all that I wanted to say about it is um it's kind of an interesting take on prime mm-hmm. it's it's kind of g one meets modern anime mech design with maybe a little bit of movie thrown in mm-hmm. just like a dash of movie um the the rocky standing on looks really cool,
1: yeah. I like the I like the um, bases on these Prime One things. I've seen one in person, and the base was was actually really impressive.
0: Yeah, and it kind of ties into what I know your pick pick is going to be as far as sort of these semi reimaginings mm-hmm. of Prime. Um, his axe, like his axe, kind of makes me it is kind of a a bit of the the movie dash. I would say, because it's, it's not just a glowing, clear, plastic energy axe. Yeah. Um, then you could also have them holding a gun instead of the axe, which looks... The pole part of the axe seems a little too long. and almost looks like it's bent.
1: Yeah, that, that was kind of my pictures. feeling.
0: <laughs> like it's too heavy for how thin it is, so it's bending.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like... I don't know. I, I I think it's also just it's too long in general. Like I I would have yeah. cut about thirty percent off of that pole arm. Like mm. it just it feels like if he's waving that thing around and it's that long off his forearm that it's it's just gonna like momentum will snap the neck of that off. Yeah, it's gonna break. I really um, think about it. The the moviness of this guy, I think partly is because like these Prime One G One style statues are all being designed by Josh Nizzi uh no. who's the artist that worked on some movie designs like uh like Long Haul or like the little uh Igor thing that was crawling around on Megatron so it's a, it's a guy who's done movie designs uh, is is the main artist on this line Which- yeah there's there's cool ideas to it yeah, actually, I don't dislike it. I
0: dislike that it's a statue. Yeah, it, it I don't dislike me out. the design.
1: It really bums me out. It's a statue. Uh, I think that Josh Nizzy's talent is getting kind of wasted on it being a statue. To be honest, like I would love to see this thing articulated. Um, it it, it bums me out because you know relating to my own new picture pick that we've got still like lots of really neat licensed posable Transformers figures coming out. And then you got friggin' Josh Nizzy working on statues, and it's like he he should be working on a thing that can move, um. Because yeah, at the end of the day, I have no time for statues. Uh, I don't think they really, I think there's there are very specific purposes that statues serve, and I think most Transformer statues, like the movie ones, definitely serve a purpose. I feel like this one is is it's a real bummer that it's a statue. Like, I don't feel like anything's being gained other than making it even more expensive. Because <laughs> it's like a thousand bucks. And uh, my own new picture pick has to do with the MAS uh, thing by Toy Alliance, which is a posable Optimus Prime figure that's 18 inches tall and costs under 200 US. It's less than a fifth of the cost of the Prime 1 statue, and it's over a foot tall. It's like a foot and a half tall. So I'm... Um, that's partly the reason why I want to talk about it because I, I saw the pre-orders go up and I saw the size and the price and I thought that's actually kind of a recipe for something that makes me interested. Um, Andrew Griffith did uh, the box art for this thing and I guess it's somewhat based on that. Uh, it's just a big, thick Optimus that's posable, has fully posable hands, lights in his eyes, um, a whole lot of articulation and die cast. He's 18 inches tall uh, and is huge. Um, and I think that being 18 inches tall is part of what makes this thing somewhat justify its existence. Uh, like, they put out promo shots showing that he's way bigger than MP10. And, you know, if you're going to do a non-transforming Optimus Prime, it's, I think it's got to A, be stylized, and then, hey, B, if it's really big, then that also sets it apart from a transforming piece. Um, and just the, the fact that this thing costs under 200 bucks really uh, made me smile, kind of, because this this makes it, like, it's comparable to the Hot Toys Optimus Prime that I think is junk, and uh, I think this makes it, like, half the cost, if not, like, at least a lot less than the cost of that thing. Um, but at TF Nation, which is happening this weekend in the UK, they showed that thing off in person, and they also sent out some photos. There's a silhouette where they're showing that the sequel piece to that is going to be a G1-styled Megatron, a big, posable G1 Megatron for under 200 bucks. That sounds, like, awesome. Uh, they're also doing a new line called Tepeki Gokin. Uh, and the first entry in that line is going to be a fall of Cybertron Optimus, who's going to have like 90 points of articulation, um, a whole bunch of die cast, uh, light up eyes, and his hand will actually, like his gun will transform out of his arm into his hand, I believe is what they're implying, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, I, th- I think well, there's it, looks like
0: need- he, it looks like he has one gun hand, but his prime style gun is, is a separate piece.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got like a handheld gun, and then like the the video gamey, transformy handgun. Yeah, uh, and he's got a big sword. It looks like as well, or is it, maybe that's an axe. He's got a big handle on his hip that looks like it probably goes with a melee weapon. Um,
0: yeah, I think it was. Didn't he have like a hammer in that game?
1: He had a big axe, but it was like a big battle axe. Oh, here we go. There's a, there's a picture. It's a sword. There's a one of the one of the shots where there's a big shot of him from behind on the top oh, right. Oh, I found it. Yeah. yeah, he's got a sword. Um but like you know if their build quality is good these look like really respectably awesome just robot action figures some kind of they they they've got my eye really heavy like i think more so than any other licensed third party transformers piece uh i'm i'm really excited to see how their stuff turns out um and i'm, I'm hoping it turns out well um Seth uh, have you got any thoughts on the toy alliance licensed stuff
0: uh, I think I would be... If I was going to get either of these Primes, I think I would be more likely to get the Fall of Cybertron one. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm not quite sold on that G1 style one. Like, I like a thick, chunky Prime as much as the next guy, but there's certain aspects of it that look a little too chunky for me. Mm-hmm. I think that that detail on the inside of his the blue parts of his legs um adds too much color to the inside of his legs i can see that too much detail um i do like the transparent yellow parts um on his abdomen with the the detailing underneath like i always i'm always been a sucker for like the clear plastic part with sculpted like electronic-y greebly things underneath yeah um so like that part i'm really into I'd be interested in seeing their Megatron, because I think I don't know, the idea of a big, thick, chunky Megatron, I kinda think has more potential. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what I'm saying anymore. But that but with the Fall of Cybertron one, um you get that big chunkiness, but it's not like this is our take on fall of cybertron optimus as much as it's like this is our take on g1 optimus
1: yeah
0: um and i think that fall of cybertron optimus looks even cooler from behind oh yeah where you see all the exhaust pipey things like coming out of his legs and shoulders (laughs) yeah he's (laughs) got like
1: friggin' 10 pipes and two vents on his back
0: (laughs) yeah and it's like i can't remember the last time I've looked at the back of a Transformer toy and thought it looked cooler than the front. Usually the yeah. back is where you hide all the garbage <laughs> and, <laughs> and big hollow gaps and stuff, but he looks so badass from behind in this picture. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and like everything, like, you know, I wouldn't really have been interested in their Optimus, except it's it's this, the combination of the size and the price that really like just took me aback in a good way, because... When you have something that big that looks that neat, and then it's not the cost of like an Ultimate Optimus or a Hot Toys Optimus or one of those Prime 1 statues, like it certainly isn't cheap, but like 180 US is not a bank breaker given the context of this piece. Um, like it, that, that puts it within 40 bucks of the Ori Toy Optimus, which is nowhere near that tall. So, um, I don't know. There's something about the gumption of it that kind of gets me excited. And, like, it is a frigging chunky Optimus. And, like you said, like it, it's taking Chunk way past a certain level. Uh, and I think that that's just going to put it out of the running for a lot of folks. I don't mind that much. I think that the, the fact that there is going to be a matching Megatron is also what makes me more into it. Because that yeah. way I know this Optimus is not just going to be by himself being that big. But uh, yeah, I, I really like the idea of what they're doing for these prices.
0: Yeah. And having a companion figure is another thing that kind of makes me a little warier because, okay, yeah, it's like 200 something bucks for one. But then if you want both, then it's 400 something bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, did they say anything about size and price for the Fall of Cybertron Optimus? Is it the same? scale or? i don't
1: believe they've they've said very much about it yet um because I, I mean it's it's definitely from a different line um because the the two like the the 18 inch tall ones are from mega action whereas uh-huh. tepeki goken is something else i, I want to say i might have caught on their facebook group that before they specified that tepeki goken was going to be this character when they just showed the logo and like part of his back i think that they said he's going to be more like seven to eight inches tall uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a look actually.
0: Yeah, I like the sound of that because I was gonna say like I'm I'm not against the idea of highly posable, highly detailed, non-transforming transformer toys. Um, I think that there is a market for that because you could make robot modes that look way more elaborate when you don't have to worry about them turning into stuff. Yeah. Um, and so if this is gonna be a, in that seven eight inch range, like that's like between six to eight inches seems like it personally is my sweet spot for like a non-transforming action figure toy so if it's in that range then that makes me even more
1: interested because that also means it's probably going to be a little cheaper yeah they they i cannot find anything specifying the size of it but it having a completely different line name just makes me think it's not like i think if it was going to be 18 inches tall it would have been like mega action series number three Rather uh-huh. than like Tepeki Goken number one, so I would I would guess that it's going to be smaller because I mean, Tepeki translate into something that we could use as a clue. I probably. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. I'm gonna Google translate this.
0: <laughs> it literally translates to eight inches.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it means the iron wall. Maybe.
0: Well, because. Gokin is metal. Right?
1: Yeah. Hang on. I might be I'm doing some real just like nasty googling here. I'm going to try to get out of the nastier part. ironclad. It's like ironclad. Okay. The so ironclad diecast. So it just means it's really solid, I guess. <laughs> well, and it has diecast parts, so they're Yeah. probably putting that out on Front Street. But uh yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about their stuff. Uh they seem to be able to do it at a like just a more reasonable price point uh for your average collector as opposed to a real boutique piece like the Ultimetals are. Um and or the Hot Toys, Optimus was. And uh Like it's not gonna be for everyone, especially at that size, but I I guess there's just something about like when I read 18 inches tall on the the catalogue page, I was like, Alright, you know what? Okay, that's attention got. That's I mean that's how 3A gets my attention half the time when it's like, oh they're doing a license thing. Oh, but it's also a foot and a half tall. Okay. Now I want to know at least what it looks like in person. Um, that reminds me. I, we got a little update in the last time we talked about 3A's Optimus. Um, somebody said in the thread that... Uh, I think It might have been someone, who, I guess, who's working on it. Uh, said that uh, on not just that project, but other projects as well, they've been pushing for it. And that G1 Optimus is going to have a peg on the handle so that when he's holding his gun he's not just holding it in his like ball jointed 3A fingers like it's going to pop like peg into his palm as well. So that that made me pleased. Um we we got it. we got an interesting landscape right now on licensed third party Transformers action figures. Um I hope it continues. I really like seeing even though a lot of it's kind of repetitive right now, like I just like it when I see another fresh licensed product pop up. It feels like there's there's a lot more flexibility going on on the Hasbro end. Uh, which yeah. you know could lead to even cooler stuff like i i almost wonder if it's the hasbro end that's saying we're going to license this to you uh but this project idea of yours the first one you have to do is optimus like you know like how capcom when they license street fighter out as a toy line they're like the first wave has to be ryu ken and like two other and chun li and someone else um yeah, we probably will never find that out for certain, but it's starting to... Because I, I can't imagine all these companies are like, we want to make a, an action figure Optimus Prime. Like, I feel more like, like in the case of Toy Alliance, they probably were more like, we want to do 18-inch tall awesome robot action figures and we're going to get the Transformers license. Oh, they want us to do Optimus and Megatron first. Like, it just feels like that is more likely to me. Uh, But we'll see how this all turns out. These are all coming out in the next year or so.
0: Well, I can also see where a company would want to start with Optimus and Megatron because they're the leaders.
1: Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, they've got the name recognition and all that. But I, I, just got, I got a feeling like there might also be imperative from the Hasbro side of like, you know, we don't want to give our license to you for you to make like, you know, 18 inch fully articulated scrounge trail, breaker. trail breaker. <laughs> Even though they should be given that license, act, Cause friggin' trailbreaker. Um We wanna do a G one toy
0: accurate Ironhide. But fully please. articulated.
1: Yeah, please don't. <laughs> that would I would be into it. Yeah, that would be friggin' cool. Like a really just mecked out like windshield face Ironhide.
0: Yeah. With his little sled tank.
1: Yeah. His weird mustachio I love, face. I love that.
0: Yeah, I love that design in the context of the original Diaclone, where there was was what where, <laughs> where there was a driver behind the windshield. Yeah, like as a mech thing, I love that Ironhide Ratchet design. Yeah, in just the like, transformer context, it's weird looking.
1: <laughs> it's just like the driver just ejects the back chunk of the van, and then the frame just stands up. Yeah, it's really cool. Um. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I'm kind of hoping for, is that, like, we're going to be able to move into, say, like, right now, the theme for all these licensed uh, third-party Transformers things is it's usually, like, very high-priced, very large, elaborate action figures, and it'd be neat if maybe, I don't know, something like six inches tall, but, like, it's going to be, like, an artist's take on, like, here's eight Autobots and Decepticons, but all in the same, like, artist aesthetic, and they're all like six inches tall, and they're like 50 bucks each, so it's not like massive one six scale style prices. Yeah. that'd be a nice change of pace in like 2017.
0: Because I think you can only get so far asking people to buy 200 something dollar figures that are that big.:
1: Oh yeah, I mean, the the Toy Alliance ones, I think that they like they're going to be the company that really get by on it because they're the first one to have something that's both that big and under 200 bucks. It's, it's less about, like, people are cool to buy $200 figures, and it's more like we can have this really good press that ours is not $500, but ostensibly is more impressive than, like, the Hot Toys Optimus. Uh, it's, it's kind of exciting to me. I want to I know what else people end up getting to do. Um, slightly less exciting, but I, I kind of want to mention it for a very specific reason. Uh, Seth, do you know about the Transformers official mobile app? Yes. It's the thing that we all use to vote in the fan-built bot
0: polls. Well, except for me, who I only got to vote in one round of the Victorian thing cuz it stopped updating after that.
1: The thing by which we all kind of hope For me to it stopped updating. The... <laughs> uh they did a big update to it and changed the whole aesthetic and they added trivia games, which doesn't sound super exciting. It's just a true false trivia game. I gave it a try. Uh
0: I'm not you gonna got say them all wrong.
1: <laughs> I got them all wrong. It turns out I don't know nothing about Transformers. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to sound. I don't know how to put this. You sh- you don't need to go get this app like right now, but for a trivia game in the official Transformers app, I ended up being really impressed with some of the deep cuts that they made. Like they went pretty deep on some of that stuff. But the thing that I thought was really cute was I recognized some names, which in my case, at least, popped up as false answers, you know, in the true-false questions. Uh, but I, as far as I can tell, whoever wrote these trivia things, was they must be a, an active fan on social media because they, it certainly doesn't seem like they actually contacted anyone who... Had their name put in here. At least that's the impression I got. But, um, for instance, there was a question asking if Acid Storm was armed with M-Cypher-11 missiles. And I thought, oh, that's funny. But then I had another one, and this was a deep cut in multiple directions. Uh, You remember that Universe Onslaught toy, like the Ultra Onslaught? Uh Uh-huh. It said, true or false, is the name Adam 16-Bit painted onto the Universe Onslaught Ultra Toy? And it's like, well, no, it's not Monzo's name is on that because Monzo is a different fan who would have his name ended up being put on a toy. But then I'm like, okay, number one, you're referencing a fan whose name ended up on the deco of a toy. But then you put in a different person's name from social media and you put in Adam Paulus's Twitter handle as the name. And I was like, this is just it's, it's not only a deep cut, but it's reaching across two different tables for me. It was weird. But I was, like, Conspiracy when
0: I got... Conspiracy th- theory. Adam Paulus wrote the questions.
1: <laughs> the impression I got was he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that made me double take to the point where I was like, am I just really sleep deprived? Did I just see Adam 16-bit as a, as a choice on this?
0: <laughs> Another question popped up. True or false, Entertainment Earth is the best online source to buy Transformers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you say false, the app just deletes itself and bricks your yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. but uh i would recommend if you have a mobile phone that can get the newest version of the app it's it's worth checking out the trivia game it's got some really cool stuff like some pretty good transformers brain teasers especially in the context of true false because it's like not only can the questions be deep cuts but then like the false answers can be like deep cuts in different directions which is kind of neat like there was one where They asked who the leader of the G1 Predacons was, but they referred to, like, the Beast Wars Predacons with the name. And so, like, if you just glance at it, especially in, like, the speed round version of the game, they they are very cleverly made because they, they take advantage of name reuse... And they'll just throw, like, Beast Wars, G1, Cybertron, like, different series names in. But, like, how, you know, there are a lot of different Predacons. There's R.I.D. Predacons, even. And there's, like, the different names attached to those. And the trivia game would, like, pull from different versions of those same names. And, like, they could, it could really slip you up. It was, it was pretty cool. So I, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I wanted to give it a little bit of a spotlight. Um, I also heard, I think, from Monzo that at least as of, like, a week or so ago, it was only the iOS version that had the update. And I think the Android one didn't, but I'm not sure if that's been rectified yet. Uh-oh. Conspiracy. <laughs> you can get your Android update if you order $50 a product from entertainmentearth.com. They'll give you the download <laughs> link. Uh, Seth! That, whoa. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh no. no, they know! Oh no! <laughs> no, that was my brother. It's weird though. He just asked me if I ordered something from Entertainment Earth, the best place to buy toys online. <laughs> uh, Seth, I actually haven't used Entertainment Earth in a long time. I don't think I've ever ordered anything from Entertainment Earth. Yeah, like think. they maybe ro- once. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just like in in like for for transforming robot stuff. Usually in my head, it's like TF Source, Big Bad Toy Store, Captured Prey. hlj are kind of like because they're just i'm so used to thinking of them first it's like entertainment Earth's like the one that i think of like on the second tier but they've got like transformers exclusives now so i don't know
0: yeah they get a lot of those shared exclusive things and they do but they've always done like their own exclusives like they did that uh big mandalorian box
1: set for star wars years ago yeah that
0: i still kind of regret not having got
1: Oh and they got the um, uh the North American release of like the new Rid Grimlock, the Voyager version. Like the two pack yeah. with him and Bumblebee. So they they got stuff going on. Um yeah, I
0: think I got something from them once. I get emails from them all the
1: time. <laughs> I ordered a Venture so Brothers. I, I did figure. something that got in their system. I think I think I, I got like the Venture Brothers Brock Samson figure from them a while back. Um anyway. We are not sponsored by Entertainment Earth.com. Yet, but Seth, I believe you. Do you still check out the the podcast they do? Yeah, I listen. Okay, yeah, they do. Adam Paulus does a podcast.
0: He's he does three.
1: Yes. <clears throat> okay. Well, look at Mister. But they're all like about five minutes. Mister Over Over-Underachiever
0: Yeah, but and it used to just all be one podcast with different sections, mm-hmm. and then he decided to split up the sections in case you didn't want to listen to him talk about movies for two minutes is he he runs down like the the week's box office and then tells you what's opening that mm. this weekend and the whole thing takes like a minute and a half so i don't know why that had what? to be split out to a different show
1: what 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 like monstrous listeners made enough noise to get someone to split a podcast apart because there's two minutes of talk in a segment that I don't know. they don't want it.
0: Yeah, so it's the Entertainment Earth podcast, which now that I'm thinking about that, that opens with the movie box office thing. And then he talks about, like, some hot new toy that you could get at Entertainment Earth or a sale that they're having or something that just went on pre-order. Then he does the video game podcast where he talks about what's new for download on different platforms. And then if he can fit in a plug for a video game themed toy, then he does that. And then the third podcast is the Toy of the Week podcast where he talks in detail about something that just came out, like a whole wave of Transformers or a whole wave of Star Wars figures, stuff like It's usually Transformers or Star Wars figures. Sometimes it's it's uh, Goliath or something else, but usually yeah. he's talking about Transformers and Star Wars. All right. And I would just prefer it if it was all one show.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't...
0: Instead of having to
1: switch every five minutes to the next thing. Unless there was some game to be had from it on my end, I and maybe there is. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. outputting putting three different things myself, but then again, I'm I'm running I'm I'm running a Transformers podcast. We're supposed to only be talking about one thing, anyway.
0: Uh, but you could split it up like, oh, here's the pick pick podcast, and here's the news podcast, and here's the listener question podcast.
1: I could, but then I'd, I'd have to do more work. Yeah, well I'm that's just what the analog to what Adam Paulist does would be. I was I was thinking more of like the if we gave in to the the handful of demands to put all the off topic stuff in some weird off topic podcast. Yeah. Which I would never want to Speaking of, when does the pre show start? Uh I think four. Oh, okay. So it's a while. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait till mostly I just wanna see. Well, uh, four Pacific. So Oh, okay. I, I mostly just want to see Finn Balor's entrance. That's really well. He's then the main event of of a uh, SummerSlam. I know. So I want to I want to see the frigging main eventing SummerSlam version of his entrance. I'm kind of sad that they already blew him showing up in his yeah. cool look on TV. Like I kind of get it, except for all the stuff that like they have hours and hours of footage they could have just shown of what he looks like when he's like that if they're trying to introduce it to an audience but i'm not going to get off on that talk
0: yet did you see the guy jump in the ring i heard
1: about it i didn't see it but that's pretty good yeah dummy don't jump in rings don't do that don't you do you go to a concert and then okay listen there's some concerts where you're built for it right but do you go to a frigging (sighs) concert with a giant wall in front of you and then scale the wall to run up on the stage and then i don't know punch a guy (laughs) you know maybe you do if you do, then I've been to lots of concerts where people jump up on the stage. <laughs> do they go to punch people, or do they
0: jump back off the stage? They usually just jump into the crowd after that, yeah. or they get thrown into the crowd, <laughs> or they get tackled by security.
1: If you could guarantee me, but I'd this get... guy
0: didn't take a swing or anything at Seth Rollins. He just like stood there, like in his periphery, until he Rollins <laughs> turned around, and realized I don't know who this person is or why they're here, and shoved him away, and then security. <laughs> Grabbed the dude's ankles from outside the ring and the dude splatted on his face. (laughs) Man. The way the dude splats on his face is pretty great. (laughs) I'll
1: go look it up. Uh, Anyway, Seth. Anyway. Mobile apps or listener questions. Mobile apps done. Let's do listener questions. We got one from Spine98. Hello, awesome and amazing podcast crew. That's what he wrote. Not what I'm saying, but I do think that. I was listening to your last episode and I was intrigued by your discussion about the Masterpiece Seekers and Coneheads. Much like you, I'm getting tired of the Masterpiece molds being reused over and over and being a pain to transform. But I really want to complete the lineup. Personally, I wasn't keen on the Leader Class trio from Combiner Wars either. While I still enjoy the classic Seekers mold, I feel like it's time for an update. Ideally, I would want a full lineup of Seekers and Coneheads that are a Voyager scale. Do you have any thoughts about this? What is your ideal scale when it comes to the Seeker jets? Thanks, Spine98. Um, So Seth, if they were gonna do like a new seeker, like they're gonna do the new seeker that they would use for the next seven years or whatever, like the old deluxe one, uh what would you want out of it, like size wise, whatever?
0: I agree with Voyager, because I would want it bigger than than the uh than a deluxe. Because I think deluxe seekers are too small. Mm. And leader seekers are too expensive.
1: I think they're too who, big.
0: Who wants to get in for six? <laughs>
1: like I think three I, to six. I think they're too big as well. Like yeah. I, I I want the jet to be bigger than a car, but I don't want the robot to be a lot bigger than a deluxe Autobot myself. Correct. Like I that's the yeah. problem I have with the Masterpiece one to some degree, is that he's like you know, he's a little bit shorter than, you know, old Megatron and Optimus, but it makes him like frigging tower over a lot of the deluxe cars and Alt mode side I get it but like I just I don't feel like I want a Starscream who towers over, you know, uh a, a, a Sideswipe, you know? Make him a bit yeah. taller but
0: Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, Voyager seems kind of kind of the good. Yeah. Bigger but not too big.
1: Like if it was if the mold wasn't so like just finicky complicated, like right now there's um Kubian Bao... It's a Chinese company. They just released a a version of MP10 that they downsized to be like Voyager size. Um, but he's still like the MP10 masterpiece toy. He's just Voyager sized, um, and I heard it was pretty cool. So I uh, I'm gonna I think pick one up off eBay. But like it, I it would be cool if like you know on the knockoff end of masterpiece. If they, if they start playing with sizes more like proper knockoff should doing giant versions of small toys and tiny versions of big toys uh, I'd love to see like some knockoff company of some note take that Masterpiece Seeker and make it like 7 or 8 inches tall but I don't think that the current Masterpiece Seeker mold could survive being that small as well uh, yeah. it's got too many little shards in it um this is kind of a segue from that question but i was just thinking because i thought that the idea of a shrunken mp10 was pretty neat um and i was thinking about like just how like it it reminds me of what i think is like the more fun side of knockoffs that we've kind of lost over the last couple years of discussion where it's like the knockoffs that are like just kooky or like like i said crazy
0: shrunk down or super
1: blown up Yeah, like they've still been happening, but I feel like there's like in the early two thousands, it was almost like a subculture at Botcon where we would be like, "Yo, did you get like that that crazy like multicolored knockoff of like I don't know some G one mini bot, but it's like eight inches tall and it's totally made made of soapbox material." Uh.
0: Yeah, there was. I remember. I think it was like a gigantic, weird colored G one Optimus Prime that was kind of a deal like early early when i joined tfw there's a lot of people like scrambling to get this just enormous g1 prime knockoff that was like weird colors
1: yeah i kind of remember i want to say like
0: a couple foot tall kind of a thing
1: yeah I don't know, like there's there's unpleasant sides of knockoffs, like all those like replica masterpieces and replica G1 toys that try to pass themselves off as the original. But like I don't know. I feel like like there's with with these this Kubyan Bao Company's tiny MP10 or like all the stuff Wei Jiang is doing, like these weird, like high-end knockoffs that play with size and like rework an existing toy and like have a level of fit and finish that's like up there with some of the unofficial third-party companies. Like it's almost like this. It's 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 reminding me of the old knockoff conversation, and it, it feels like a matured version of it in a way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know. It's 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 kind of fun to think about those old knockoff conversations, especially nowadays when like the the nature of unofficial Transformers is so much uh, changed
0: um yeah like i've always kind of drawn the line at are they trying to pass this off as a real toy yeah. like if if the knockoffs are very close to real in in realistic packaging and they're trying to be sold as because there were those um knockoffs coming out of china in that early 2000s time period of all the combiners all the g1 combiners <clears throat> And they would come in those sets, and they were that weird soapy plastic, and they were terrible stickers. And I remember there was a website selling all of those, f- not for, like, the $9.99 price that they should have been. And if you found them, like, in Chinatown in San Francisco, where I found the Devastator one, like, 10 bucks was agreed as, like, okay, this is this is a decent price. Where um, this one website was selling them for like
1: fifty or
0: a hundred bucks
1: or something like that. Oh, I like remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like everyone in the know was like, "Who's this idiot? What are they trying to do?
0: <laughs> this is stupid." Yeah, and the descriptions were like, "like amazing quality" and all this stuff is like, none of this is true.
1: <laughs> <It's> like, nope. <laughs> the, the, you
0: are lying. You are trying to rip people off. You just went down to Chinatown, bought all this stuff, like, super cheap, and you're trying to make sick profits on it.
1: Yeah, they, they were when they would package this, like, the Scramble City guys or some Brave toys, but in, like, the picture frame-style packaging. It was, like, a cardboard picture frame with, like, a blister in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I sent you a link to the thread about the, the downsized MP10. Um, yeah, but the link went to, like, page 12 of the discussion. There's only like pictures of the actual thing on the last page. Everything else is oh. I, I didn't really look at.
0: I went to the first page. There was a bunch of pictures.
1: Oh, I, yeah, they're, oh. they're like prototype pictures. The last page has like in hand pictures from people who actually got it. So there's like oh, part took... of the
0: problem is I'm not for whatever reason. when I followed this link I'm not signed in. So it's oh, it's set to that minimum.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Minimum posts per page where everyone who knows what they're doing sets sets the maximum more posts per page. Yeah, and I just had to reset my password today because it's been thirty days, so <laughs> no. I wonder know what my password is. I like thought I, right I, before, I, while I was waiting for you to to call me, I went to to look at the topic list, and it's like, oh, your password is thirty days old. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I thought
1: I, was, I thought I was just slipping you a link under the table, all sly, and it's all. It's all become all complicated. Yeah, it's all complicated. It's
0: all everything's complicated. Man, I'm I'm just a mess.
1: I'll just whenever whenever you get a chance. Okay, here's
0: the pictures. I if, found them.
1: If you scroll down, there's a side by side with Generation Springer, and then a few posts under that. Someone shows how like the alt mode is comparable in size to the G1 toy.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the pictures now. Yeah, there's the Springer.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty neat. And if you notice, I don't know if you noticed on the URL, the way I actually found out about this toy is I, I was bored, so I did a I did a search on TFW to see if anyone was using the term hand feel. Oh, boy. And this, <laughs> this thread showed up with someone saying, as someone would put it, this toy has good hand feel, and I felt this little sting of, of the worst pride, like the most ugly, terrible, selfish pride. And then I was like, hey, this actually looks like a really cool toy as well.
0: Wow! I just accidentally stumbled into
1: knockoff masterpiece figures, thirty-five bucks. Yeah. If you if well, there's a lot of sellers now who are actually identifying that they're knockoffs, which is helping. Yeah.
0: These all say "KO masterpiece."
1: Yeah, because there are, there are some fans who are completely satisfied to just get a knockoff because they they don't actually want to play with the toy; they just want to have it in a mode on the shelf. Yeah, well, that's the deal with that guy that
0: I ran into a couple months ago who was having the yard sale and it turns out he had that gigantic Transformer collection. Yeah. And he was showing me the one room where he had the masterpieces and the Diclone. And he was telling me he, he buys one of the originals and one of the knockoffs. And the way his display was set up was the original is in robot mode and the knockoff is in vehicle mode in front of it. Yeah. So. And it looked fine. And it's... And it's not a case where he's not buying the originals.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you'll see the posts where people go like, I can't wait to get the knockoff. And I'm just like, "I've if if you want to go through the trouble of messing with a potentially rickety toy, I guess so. But that's, that's unpleasant in some way. Yeah. Well, um, you
0: know, if it's for a display and you're just leaving it yeah. in whichever mode looks better, and you've also bought the original... If you think you're getting away with something, then you're probably going to have a bad time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the only the only Masterpiece knockoffs I find myself really interested in is, like, there's some company who did this really weird knockoff of Masterpiece Sideswipe where they upscaled him to be, like, G.I. Joe scale in vehicle mode. Huh. So he's, like, gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, like, LEDs in the headlights. Apparently he's, like, pretty shoddy, but, like, kind of fun if you, like, know what you're getting into. Um one of those things where I always, I wish you could actually find knock, who is it? Someone was asking me the other, the other day on Twitter, like, someone local to the area was like, hey, is there anywhere in Toronto you can still just get, like, weird, like, knockoff transformers for, like, display? And so I, like, you know, I verified, like, oh, you mean, like, like, knockoff, knockoffs? Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I actually haven't seen any in person in a long time because everyone just buys them online now. And then I felt, like, really weird describing that to somebody who's not as into the fandom. <laughs> Of, like, yeah, we don't get our knockoffs from, from, like, you know, Chinatown anymore. We go to eBay and this Chinese website and order them direct from China and pay all the shipping. And this is starting to sound a lot crazier than I think it is. But when I put it into words, toy collecting's weird.
0: Yeah, it was fun going to Chinatown and digging around these weird dusty shops. Yeah, hoping just hoping to find something that looked crazy.
1: <laughs> you still will find them nowadays at like a dollarama or something, yeah. but it's not as common anymore. And yeah, it was just fun. Like, you know, when the picture frame Scramble City sets, when you'd go to Chinatown and in and, and, and like find like a wall of them and they're all like 10 bucks and it's like, I'm going to spend 50 bucks in a real stupid way today. And it would be super fun opening them all up. And then, you know, after a week, it's like, oh, they're all falling apart. All right, well, I'll either throw them away or glue them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. Anyway, that was a tangent. This but will I... be
0: fun until you touch them
1: and they go, "Ew, they feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Or like the, the knockoff soapy. Tripriticus, who was like made of soap bottle vinyl. And, like, was actively crumbling apart at the joints. <laughs> uh, it was, that, was, that was also my first time with the Tripredicus toy. And it's actually still the only way I think I've ever owned that toy. I never, never bought a real Tripredicus. Uh, I really need to do that someday. But I uh, hope that before I went on that tangent, I answered your questions, Spine98. Um, we're going to do what we got this week. Seth, you and I, I think, both got some Titans Return stuff. Yes. So what'd you get? So
0: last time I only had two of the the little Titan Master sets. I've gotten the other two. And all four deluxes.
1: Hey, I got my deluxes recently. So did I. And I I paid uh, 25% off for all of them because I was patient. Oh, I just got them at the store. Yeah. Mine came in the mail. But, uh, Seth, what were the other two Titan Masters you needed? I can't remember which ones you got now. Blanking on the names. Yep. The little dinosaur guy. Crash Batch. And the little, the little tank
0: guy. And Terrible. There you go. Yeah. Those two. And you were right. Um, the ones that I got before were, like, the weaker ones, because these were rad.
1: Yeah. I was really bummed out that you... Like walked away from a crash bash because I, I really like crash bash. I didn't
0: walk away from crash bash. I just it, they just didn't have it. You you walked
1: away from the absence of a crash bash.
0: <laughs> I got the ones that they had. Yeah. I didn't I didn't decide like this one's dumb looking
1: dinosaurs.
0: Dinos. Uh, I turned into a robot dinosaur. Um yeah. So when I was transforming crash bash for the first time, I didn't realize that the head was part of the dino mode. Yeah. And I'm like starting to transform like. Did I get a bad one? Are there missing pieces? What's going on here? And then, like, I looked at the picture. The The instructions for these things are awful. I haven't even looked at them. The fold-out instruction booklets are garbage. Because it's they're, it's black and white. It's not printed very well, so it's, like, a, kind of blurry. It's super tiny. And, God, just, even for the deluxes, the directions are just
1: awful. And it's folded up in that kind of way that you can never refold it again. Well, it's it's folded and then folded again to fit in the bottom of the blister. Yeah. And it just janks it.
0: Yeah, and you can never figure out what weird combination of layers you have to put it in to get it back. Yeah. So it behooves you not to look at the directions. With the little tiny Titan Masters, there's less folds involved because it's a smaller piece of paper but then the printing is tiny and they're half useless anyway i figured it out and when i figured <laughs> it out i was like oh that's rad how the 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 titan master guy integrates with the rest of it to collectively become the dinosaur yeah instead of it being two completely separate things like the other
1: three are it makes me really dig that they did, like, it, Like it's already a repaint in a way with a new face, but, like, in Wave 2, there's a basically a Grimlock version of that, and it's like, that's so cool, because it kind of just works as Grimlock in some, like, you know, reduced state, where now he's just, like, this little T-Rex that, like, his actual robot head can pop out of.
0: Yeah, and then the, uh, Terrible, um, his little tank, so far, is the best of the, the vehicle's the little vehicles that those dudes come with. Hmm. I like the little car that, uh, the other guy comes with (laughs) not Nightbeat, The other one, um, but that, that tank's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's alt mode. It's little jet mode is, is all right too. And then I started thinking of it as you, you could just make this into a tiny little, uh, um, uh, repaint it and do a new head and do a tiny little, uh, blitzwing if you wanted to i think
1: oh yeah yeah um because yeah the in wave two the repaint of that is uh what's his name flywheels or whatever the duocon like the tank jet duocon just like man stroke a genius again (laughs) like they yeah really good really good obscure pulls for the reuses on those titan masters yeah and it seems like the obvious
0: thing is to make that megatron into blitzwing so you wouldn't need to do a Titan Master Blitzwing but if they wanted to they could probably go to the well a third time for it
1: like I mean in Japan for for the the main Headmaster Deluxes they're repainting those little vehicles to match them like I don't know maybe if they do Blitzwing they might repaint that little thing to go with him as like a partner piece yeah. Um, yeah yeah I like that little tank though it's a cool little tank I like the turrets. Like I like, I like that yeah. the, the little cannons can swivel up and down. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was going to tell you. Uh, we got it confirmed from multiple listeners and people on Twitter and everything. The the headmaster, the little Titan master that comes with that Megatron that's going to be Blitzwing is basically like the little robot mode is basically just Blitzwing, like wearing a Megatron helmet. Oh. Uh-huh. So that might look really cool painted up too. Hmm. Um, But Seth, uh, those deluxes, uh, how did yours turn out?
0: Uh, good. Skull Cruncher is really loose in the legs. That sounds like it's the deal.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty common on him. Um, I think there might have been some running changes. I think, cause I, I'm pretty sure the ones I got from Toys R Us Canada might be from like a second shipment. Cause on mine, the hip ball joints are pretty good. It's just the thigh swivels are a little bit loose, but the thigh swivels on the Japanese version were even loose. Yeah. Well, for me, it's the hip balls and the swivels.
0: Yeah. Everything's loose. Um which is, you know, can be dealt with. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. Um, but I think all four deluxes are really good. They mm-hmm. all do cool stuff. Um I kind of agree with the sentiment that the the blur might be the best transformation as far as doing cool things. But I think overall hardhead's my favorite. Hardhead I just really I really like that tank design, space tank design. I really like his colors. Um, he
1: might not be the best, but I really like him a lot. I think he's the most satisfying for me because he's just the, he's like in one little package in wave one, like the case made for this entire year of generations. Because it's like, here's a little headmaster hardhead who's pretty good and is a headmaster. He's a great update and we're going to do all of them. Like, he's, he just represents all the good in, like, one place. Yeah.
0: And then, like, with the blur, um, the argument between the the North American and Japanese color schemes, I think blur looks better in person. The, the Hasbro blur looks better in person than it does in pictures. Totally. Um, but it's still just a lot of the same shade of blue. Yep. <laughs> it just looks better in person.
1: Like so. okay, I think a lot of his paint actually ended up getting used on the Titan Master, oddly enough, which I don't mind because it makes the Titan Master pop really well, like all the silver and everything. Uh uh-huh. Um, how's the antenna on your blur? Like his little head fin thing? Does it does it stay up or does it slide back now? No, it f- yeah. falls straight back down. <laughs> Mine too. I I opened it up to fix it. Uh, it's actually not that hard to fix. Uh, but you got to be careful because the belly screw. Like, that belly screw was turning into putty as I was unscrewing it the first time. Like, it's one of the cheapest screws I've ever seen in my life. Um, but that that antenna piece, basically, like, it extends down into the head and then ends in kind of, like, a little tuning fork, like a 2 prong fork. Uh-huh. And then that fork is supposed to have nubs on the inside that pinch into uh, indentations to, like, lock it up or down. But, like, the nubs are almost non-existent. So I used some Bondic to, like, basically had my own nubs and now it works really well you could probably do it with floor polish as well if you just dunk that tuning fork into some floor polish to thicken the whole thing so if you can get it if you can get the belly screw out it's pretty easy to fix blur's uh head thingamabob- thingamabobber
0: yeah i don't know i'll probably just deal with it because yeah. i could get it to stay up until like you jostle it and then it falls back down um mine didn't even do that it would (laughs) yeah um there's a little bit of friction that kind of holds it if you kind of pinch it up and kind of squeeze it up a little bit then it'll it will hold for a, a, a little while yeah but uh yeah with uh then going into scourge so i had found um scourge skull cruncher and blur at one store and then hardhead about a week later Um, somewhere else and when we found hardhead they had all the others too and i was telling my girlfriend i'm like yeah so like the japanese versions have like different colors and uh, evangelist was saying he's probably going to get two of the hasbro ones and one of the japanese ones because in the cartoon you had scourge and then a bunch of clones that were the sweeps and then you could have like the the more elaborately colored japanese one that's also more expensive as your scourge and then get a couple of the cheaper hasbro ones for the sweeps and that's a cool idea and she goes oh yeah i guess that's all right that's a cool idea and then i grabbed a second scourge and put it in the basket and she goes uh but that's one of the ones you already have right i'm like yeah i'm just i'm just gonna get another one and she goes well you don't have to do everything chris does <laughs> Aw, <laughs> I said, I'm not doing it because Chris did. I'm doing it because good idea.
1: <laughs> I I don't even know if I'm gonna do it now because I got Scourge and I found him. Well, oh, good then. Okay, well now I'm in the lead. So now
0: if you do it, that's right. Then then you're copying me.
1: I don't I don't want to do it anymore unless I can get a a North American Scourge for like super friggin' cheap because like I'm really. There, a lot of parts of him work, but him and Galvatron have the same thing, where the parts of them that don't work, like, really don't work for me, to the point of, like, damaging all the stuff that does work. Huh. Uh, Nothing really stood out as being that bad to me. Yeah, I don't know, he's just got... It's mostly a lot about his head that just really bums me out. Um, huh. Like, it's fixable, but, like, mine has got the bobblehead thing super bad, and it's not... The neck joint that's bobbling, it's the clip mounted inside his torso that's, like, wiggling all over the place. Uh, and I've read about, like, a lot of different ways to fix it. Um, I just want to... I'm waiting till after I videotape him, because it's so bad that, like, I gotta capture it for the review. Like, it's its not, like, a loose ball joint that's super easy to fix. Like, it's, like, critically kind of terrible. Uh, but, like, I just... I don't want to spend 20 bucks on another one. I, I'll spend, like, 12 bucks on another one. Uh, Canadian. Um... But yeah, like I don't know. It's, I like transforming him and I like his alt mode, but his robot mode has a whole lot about it. Where I, pre- being prepared for it, I was still kind of like, God, like it just didn't quite do it for me.
0: Yeah, I haven't troop built uh, any transformers in a while, so if I get a couple extra scourges, I think I'm doing all right.
1: Yeah. And uh, how's how's the? Because he's got another one. How's the little head doodly bopper on on scourge for you? it's it's a little
0: wobbly like you say but it doesn't seem so bad that i think it's a problem
1: oh no i mean i mean the thing on top of his head oh yeah that seems all right yeah it, it actually that one works really well on mine that's hard. i haven't opened the second one yet that one'll just explode yeah um my favorite part of that is because it's a little cannon when you transform his head back into a little titan master his little titan master has got like a butt pipe sticking out of his butt and it, oh, it's pretty funny little butt blaster. Uh I, I but I'm the thing that was a pleasant surprise for me with Blur is I actually ended up really liking his vehicle mode. Like for all the talk beforehand of how I felt like yeah. like it looked like his old vehicle mode with two big chunks stuck on it. Like they flow way better in person.
0: Yeah. No, I'll, I think all of them have good alt mode. Well as far as vehicle modes, I think Scourge is the weakest of the four. Um, just, well, I should say weakest of three, and not really count Skullcruncher as a vehicle mode.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind um, of hard
0: to draw the comparison
1: because he has. The, I'm a little disappointed with his tail. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed out that you have to remove the tail no matter what. Because like Blur is such the opposite. Yeah, where it's like you can remove it, but you don't have to. And then with Skullcruncher, it's like not only do you have to remove it, there's no real good place to put it if you're not using it as a gun. Yeah. Um like Japanese Skull Cruncher says you can store it on his shoulder, and I've tried that, and it sticks off his shoulder so far it just looks really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. The tail's weird and the I don't know, I... this is a weird one, only because it was pointed out to me. Uh it's not a real qualm, this is me being a dumbass every one of these deluxes they've made sure that they all have like a little peg hole on them so they can use like a flight stand and like they've kind of gotten better about that on this line so far so like everyone has like the peg hole so they can use like the tr- the masterpiece track stand but Skullcruncher's alligator mode cannot so legit demerits they're denying me flying crocodile poses
0: huh. well I kind of like one of the things that I I thought was kind of fun with Skullcruncher, and was a little different with his transformation. Is the way his robot mode, mode robot mode shoulders angle when you're putting him in alligator mode, where it's not just square; it's like kind of at a diagonal. Yeah, um, was different.
1: Did you find it hard to tab the alligator neck into the shoulders? No. Okay, on, on mine, the tabs were, either the tabs or the slots were, like, the tabs were too big for the slots, so I had to, like, I ended up, just it, to make it easier, I pulled the shoulders off and individually tabbed them in to, like, widen the slots up, and then it works fine now. But, oh.
0: I mean, yeah, the first time was a little push to get them on, but it didn't feel like I was struggling
1: with it. Oh, yeah, mine mine was, like, ridiculously tight the first time. No. Um, I didn't look, I didn't actually go to look up and see if that was common, but I was, I was was just, I had to do something on it that usually I only have to do on like frigging like iron factory or make toys stuff with their crazy plastic tolerances. So on this one, I was a little worried. I was like, I hope this doesn't snap apart (laughs) when I try to get this to work, but it went fine. Um, and yeah, I, I think my only problem with blur really is in his vehicle mode, the weird kind of gap behind the driver's seat. Like, there's a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. it, it kind of it breaks up the silhouette in this really weird, specific way. Like, I, I've gotten over it for the most part, but it still sticks yeah, out I, to me.
0: The first time I transformed it, I spent a while kind of, like, trying to figure out, did I do something wrong? Because this looks weird. And the instructions probably weren't super helpful. No, the instructions are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um. So eventually I just want, I can't figure out what I did wrong. I guess this is just the way it is.
1: (laughs) Yep. Just a really weird little thing about him. Because he, especially just given the masses on either side of it, I'm just like, I feel like I'm supposed to slide something. Like, there's enough stuff here. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like, really solid deluxes. Uh, I'm really enjoying them. Uh, I can't wait to see the Brainstorm version of Blur with all the uh, the extra winglets.
0: Yeah, I found... Uh, I came across a picture where somebody had uh, the four deluxes next, standing next to the original G1 toys. Yeah. And I knew the heads were smaller, but it's been a while since I had messed with a G1 head, like a good two, three years. Um, so seeing the heads next to each other, it was a little shocking how much smaller the new heads are
1: yeah um, when I saw the Titan Master heads in person the first time like uh, the Siren heads specifically uh, in photos they always look bigger to me like in all the Toy Fair pictures so I kind of had like instead of like oh man the G1 heads are bigger than I remember I was like these are smaller than I thought they were going to be but they they really work at that compact size um, yeah G1 G1 Headmasters were chunky like they had a they had a lot of mush to them, um yeah, it would have been really neat if there was some cross compatibility with the old the old heads. I super wish there was some way like I'm sure someone could make an adapter,
0: but yeah, but they'd be so massive now, like yeah. at least on the luxes like maybe you could stick an old school head on a leader class figure. And then not need to put a helmet up over the top of it to make it <laughs> not make it look like they're a pinhead but uh but the other size classes i I, I don't think you're gonna be able to do it much with
1: them yeah I, I was I was trying to I, I just remembered something I wanted to, to, to tell you um you know how on scourge on the top of his alt mode where you put like his gun like that peg hole on top of the cockpit yeah do you have them there with you right now No, it's downstairs. Okay, if you look at that peg hole, you're going to notice that it actually is squared off on the bottom, uh, and it's designed so you can actually plug his headmaster in in head mode on top of the cockpit. Oh. Like, it's a little Easter egg that uh, Hasui threw into the toy, I believe. Okay, I'll I'll do that when I go downstairs. It's like a perfect fit. It's, It's pretty freaking cool.
0: I thought I remembered hearing somebody mention that. And it just slipped my mind.
1: Yeah, I, I forgot about it for a couple days and then I saw a picture of it on Twitter and was like, Oh right! Like one of the actual designers mentioned that. So yeah, it's it's pretty dumb, pretty funny. And like that's why he's got I think that I think that's why he's got that like uh peg hole right in front of the cockpit window as well, so you can like you can put the, the roof gun there when you when you have the headmaster in place. It's pretty neat. Um, anything else about the deluxes you want to say?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: All right, because I also got two of the Legends and the two Voyagers. Um, so I got Rewind and Wheelie. Uh, I, I really enjoy Rewind, but his, uh, his, his robot mode is definitely not quite as nice as Wheelie's. Uh, the, the arms, uh, the elbows are so high on them that Uh bending his elbow kind of does nothing because his elbow is right under his shoulder pad. Um, But I love his tank mode. It's so adorable. Uh, And he's the right size. I think I just, I really wish he had heels. Um, He's fallen over a couple times. Uh, Only a couple times. He's still built to to stay standing pretty well, but I wish he had dedicated heels. And the stickers on mine seem fine so far, which seems to be a rare thing because usually the stickers on him in photos I've seen end up pretty frayed. But uh, Wheelie, I am in love with, and my Wheelie tabs together a lot better than the one Aaron had, so I'm getting convinced that there was a running change on him, perhaps. Um, Like, the, the thing about him is there are tabs that still don't work, but the critical tabs work. I think that we, as a fandom, just have to give up on the idea of tabbing all the silver stuff together around his cockpit window and just live with the ridge that's there. I don't think there's any version of the toy that can actually get those little tabs to lock together. Um... And I can basically get his car mode to lock together super tight if I don't try to line up those little silver tabs. And they flow all right when they're not tabbed in. So I'm just living with it like that. But uh, I love his car mode, really love his transformation. He's got a good robot mode. And uh, I put one of the little Titan Masters inside his car mode. And, like, man, it's, like, satisfying, like, that extra touch of mass having a little driver inside a tiny car. Uh, This feels really good. Uh, As for the Voyagers, uh, Galvatron, I already got the Japanese one, so there weren't any surprises. I find Galvatron tremendously disappointing because he's a really good toy up until the part where you put his head on and put his cannon on. And the, the enormous misses on his cannon and his headmaster and his crown gimmick, like take him down so far that the rest of the toy being otherwise pretty good is like massively diminished by like the wet fart when you get him into robot mode (laughs) of like all right I put his cannon on and that's nullified his entire right elbow joint okay I'll put his head in and I'm going to flip the crown up and now he can only look like two degrees in either direction and the crown looks terrible if I'm not looking at it directly from the front because it just looks like it's floating in front of his face Uh, Hmm. and it's it's awful and i know that within the next year we're gonna have a solution for it probably uh unofficially fake busker already has like a shapeways separate crown you can put on his head that you can just store inside his stomach in the other two modes but uh as as a contained toy like it's just it's it's rare for me to have all the other qualities get as overshadowed by the negatives as they have on galvatron um and like man that sticks out bad Uh, but yeah, Fake Busker has, like, a fix for the head. Fake Busker has a fix for the cannon placement as well. Apparently they work great, um, but it's it's a real shame that the actual toy out of the box has, like, such, like, surprisingly critical problems for how well a lot of the rest of the toy turned out. Uh, both alt modes are great. Transformation's fine. A lot of the robot mode works when he's headless and doesn't have his cannon, um... So I'm looking forward to the unofficial solutions uh, to those things. And uh, Sentinel Prime is actually one of my favorite figures of the line so far. I really like him. Uh, It helps that he's starting to get more face time in the comic books. It helps that he's also part of the reason why the current comic book event, I think, is working out so well. Because unlike Dark Cybertron and Combiner Wars, this Titans Return event, it's mostly just built on Sentinel Prime showing up, walking around in all three of the ongoings and being a jerk. Um, basically, Without going too deep into spoilers, he's basically just a colossal space racist. And, <laughs> uh, you know, sci-fi space racists are generally really fun antagonists. So I'm actually really hoping they don't kill him off in this event because I think that his continued presence could make the IDW books have a really nice rogue element in them of, like, Just every now and then, Sentinel Prime might show up and just shake things up by being this horrific supervillain space racist. Uh, But so that, I mean, that's helping me enjoy the toy more. I think that I'm enjoying the toy more because I got it after reading a couple issues of him. But as a figure, I like the robot mode a lot. Uh, The transformations are pretty simple, but they're simple in that way where it's also not a chore to get him into either mode. And I still feel satisfied. I like his shuttle mode. I like his battle train mode. There's very little about him I dislike. Uh, there's very little about him that's, like, impressive, but he does everything he does real well. So I, I kind of like him. Um, the only problem I had with mine was the Titan Master's hips and knees were, like, enormously loose. So I, I went in and tightened those up, and now I'm I'm really into that figure. Um, I think if I had one major problem with him, it's that even in person... The orange that they're using on him is so warm and close to the red they're using on him that he just turns into a a haze when you look at him. And I've seen a lot of repaints of him that use... They just replace the orange, they paint over it with a more pale, uh, yellower, less saturated orange, and it looks great. And I think that should have been done on the figure uh, itself, so... I'm like kind of hoping maybe Takara Tomi does a more comics accurate paint job on their version of him. But I'm also not even sure if they're going to release him as Sentinel Prime because he's also very much meant to be Astro Train and they're probably going to do that first. But I would love uh, at least like some easy like use this this paint color kind of thing, like go buy this t- this testers paint color uh, to like just paint over all the orange on him because like the orange on him, it's not a bad orange. It just is too red and it, uh, it also makes photographing him incredibly hard because he's a very saturated red that blows out cameras, and then he's a very saturated ready orange that further blows out cameras. But uh, I, I really enjoy him. Um, and, uh, I mean, it helps that I got the Voyagers for, like, 20 Canadian each rather than 30, but I, I was pleasantly surprised by Sentinel Prime in a lot of ways. So if you're waiting for Astro Train... Unless you hate the train mode or need a really complex transformation, I, I think he's gonna be satisfying.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen the Voyagers yet. Um I was planning on skipping uh that that one and waiting for the uh the Astro train, the Sentinel Prime and waiting for Astro Train mm. just because of that just wall of orange, if yeah. nothing
1: else. It looks better in person because it's not being it's not bleeding through a a photo, but it is still really, really oppressive. Uh, Like I I would encourage anyone who's like on the fence to try to get a look at one in person, Um, but I'm not going to defend the orange too far. It should have been paler.
0: Yeah, I'll
1: I'll get the Galvatron
0: when I come across it, even with its problems. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wait for Astrotrain.
1: I, I should mention, as far as I can tell, like, I of the people who don't just hate the Galvatron toy and they are not that many who hate it, like, a lot of people are more satisfied with that Galvatron than I am, so I'm kind of the outlier this time. <sighs> which is a weird feeling. Because usually, I like everything. <laughs> but I have a lot of problems with Galvatron. Um, And that, I think that about does it for my on-topic what I got this week. Uh, I got a copy of Fans Project's Trianix Alpha, but I can't say too much about it yet. Um, that's their version of uh, the Dia Battles. I'll send you a photo so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, trianix Alpha is, is, is interesting. Um, and uh, messing with his robot mode, I really enjoy his robot mode. There's just this one kind of... There's a very key problem with him right now, uh, which is he splits into three vehicles and part of doing that is you have to pull them apart at the waist. Currently, a majority of... It's not all of them, but it is a a majority of the ones received so far can't actually split at the waist, because there's something wrong with the clip parts, and most people uh, cannot get them apart at the waist, or they end up pulling so hard that they rip the clip part to pieces, and then the the toy is broken in half. Uh, So Fans Project has said they are working on a fix, uh, and telling people basically don't rip him in half if he's not coming apart easily. Um, so we'll see how that develops. Um, but his robot mode is pretty fun. It's pretty fat. Like it's thick. Uh, it's tall, wide, and thick. Uh, quite satisfying in a super robot kind of way. Uh, decently poseable. He's got a big gun. Uh, he can only hold the gun in his right hand, which is kind of weird because it's got like a rail that, it's, that slides into his palm. But the, the rail's only on like one side of the gun handle. But, uh, as a robot, like, I, I enjoy him. Um, I just hope that, uh, they can, that Fans Project can explain how to fix him or send out the fixed parts if they are doing that sooner than later, because there is an unofficial quote-unquote fix that people have figured out, but Fans Project is, like, really adamantly requesting people not do it until they've sussed out whether they can come up with a better solution, uh, because the mm. fix does involve, like, disassembling half the torso and, like, shaving pieces off, and... The Project is uh, seemingly not super into the idea of people doing that when they might be able to just create a replacement piece. Um, there's a whole long conversation about that that I've mostly missed because uh, I wasn't really paying attention to it. But um, hopefully there will be an update on Tranix Alpha sooner than later about actually being able to transform the thing. Because otherwise, it's really cool. And he comes with like three of those uh, uh, Solaron chestplate mini guys like they're kind of diaclone-ish but not really um, but they've used them on a couple other figures like Steel Core or their version of uh, Roadbuster and Trinex Alpha comes with three of them and you can have like one in the chest and one in each shoulder and uh, they're very distinct designs so you can flip around like you know what you want his chest to look like but uh, that's about it for my on topic what we got this week and I don't think I really have any off topic this week so, oh, you know what? I just realized I, I'm... There's something I did get this week that I thought I got last week, but I'm just thinking about what came in the mail, and it came this week. I won't talk too long about it. Um, But I got the last part of the TFC Toys Lyokaiser, who's currently the only unofficial Lyokaiser on the market. Uh, it's called Hades. So I got uh, <clears throat> the last parts of him, uh, put them together, and he's okay. Um, But he's... He's he's a he's a really good release from TFC. Unfortunately, he's not a an excellent set of figures. They're, they're okay. Uh, the individual figures are actually pretty good. The combined mode uh, is fine. It's one of the best ones TFC has done, but it's still got a lot of little problems. Uh, and and a couple of them are very unfortunate to see on something released this year. It it feels like in some ways TFC. Like, there are some parts of these figures that are very informed by things that have come out in the last year. And there are some parts of this figure where I'm like, have you guys been paying any attention to what's come out in the last year? Uh, The biggest problem being the knees and the legs. Um, They use, like, the old Energon-style connector ports. And uh, those just have a lot of trouble with the sheer weight of the figure. So the knees are real wobbly. Um, so it's, it's hard to have him do much other than stand, um, if you want to get him into action poses. I've been able to, with some trying, uh, and playing with the heels, but it's tricky. So, he's not terrible, it's just he's, he's in that mid-tier of third-party combiner toy, like Warbatron, you know, where I find a lot of people who like the toy don't have a lot of defense for things like the toy falling over or being difficult to keep in poses, um... But the individual figures on Hades I quite like. I really like their version of Guy Hawk. That's like, in one box, that's actually just a good toy. It's a robot. Turns into a jet and comes with a bajillion accessories because he comes with, like, all of the parts that they wanted to add in for the gun. Uh, and he comes with a pair of hands that turn into guns for the combined mode. So he, just, he has a lot of stuff um, if you just get that, that guy Iakos by himself. And uh, it's... it's just, I wish that the combined mode was better but I also really don't want to come across like it's a terrible combined mode. It's just very middle of the road for this this market and this context. Um, so that's all my on-topic, what I got this week. Um, Seth, you've been sending me great pictures of really funny-looking, weird-colored things.
0: Yeah, I found uh, an online store that sells knockoff stuff that... I, I first encountered like two thousand ish time zone where I found where I I got a uh, an oversized knockoff Ravage yeah um, that was like purple and this site's like I recognize that this is the site because they have not changed their web design since then and it, <laughs> it's horrible their the the way their website's laid out is just god awful. Um but yeah, like those last two pictures I sent you were of a knockoff Skull Cruncher, G1 Skull Cruncher,
1: named Poison Dragon. I would call myself Poison oh, I remember this site. Sorry, I just clicked the link. <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible layout, but I remember this site.
0: Yeah, I got those that, that Ravage knockoff, oversized knockoff Ravage. And I remember people like being like, Boy, I hope they don't steal your credit card information. <laughs> because this doesn't even seem like a real web store. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. This is, yeah, this is some nostalgia. Some internet nostalgia.
0: Yeah, they have some knockoff animated stuff in here. There's some weird stuff in here.
1: Yes, they've been keeping up, they've been keeping up with, with the times.
0: Remember them Nike shoes? Yep. They got some of them.
1: I like knockoffs. (laughs) They've got new Transmetal 2 bootlegs. (laughs) Animism Defender. That's not new, is it? I, I remember Animism Defender. Oh, God. Yeah, these knockoff Nike shoes. Footwear mode.
0: Yeah, but you get two shoes in a set. Oh! You don't just get one shoe, you get two, see? It's packaged in robot and one in robot and one in shoe mode.
1: Forty super
0: transforms is what the line is called. Yeah, and uh, let's see, where's the price on those sports line rare? Oh, they're still a hundred bucks. So, oh that's... no, all three is a hundred bucks. They're forty each. Oh, okay. Or all three sets for a hundred bucks.
1: I was about to say, what insane person is trying to sell this for a hundred bucks each? <laughs> uh, man, oh, they still entered. There's. Energon, Power Links, Ironhide and Jetfire set sold out. <laughs> like the sold out listing still on here from like 2004.
0: <laughs> well, I love this picture for the knockoff um G1 Megatron that says, "This is the ultimate Megatron. Metal parts, firing gun, orange painted tip for safety. To buy this or to not buy this is insanity." <laughs> but they point down in the description like so it has die cast parts and all the parts are compatible with your g1 megatron and it looks like a cheap way to replace missing accessories
1: once upon a time that was part of the reason why people bought knockoffs yeah. Was like, I'm gonna get these accessories I'm missing, I'll repaint them to match, and it's easier to do this than to try to get the actual like pieces of the G one toys. Yeah.
0: Well to not buy
1: it is insanity. It it's is only $35. <clears throat> It's only
0: thirty five bucks. It's thirty five bucks for a Megatron and blackface.
1: <laughs> With a red eyebrow. Yeah. Bright red eyebrow. Um Man, I can't believe this site's... Are, I mean, are they even still selling things on here? I don't know. I don't know if it's actually
0: functional right now, or if <laughs> it's just been abandoned, and this is, like, a time capsule.
1: Like, I'll leave I, it... I don't even know if we should share the URL. <laughs> like, this might...
0: case someone gets ripped off.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you really want to know, ask Seth. That's what I'll say. Transformer bootlegs, fifty percent off everything on this page with a total purchase of a hundred dollars or more.
0: Well, I clicked on their news tab. Does that mean it's a fifty dollars purchase then?
1: Oh, the news tab.
0: They have a Facebook page. Okay. It says they're selling at Frankensons Collectible Show.
1: It also says we will also be selling at Botcon in San Diego in June. Oh.
0: <laughs> Where's that? In the news. Okay, I guess I didn't get far enough down.
1: Yeah. And then underneath that, new Transformers items. Head Robots Cobra. That's old. Not super old, but looks like the last new thing they sold was the Head Robots Snake Headmaster.
0: Yeah, could be one of them abandoned things. There's an email address. Like, if you find this site, maybe you want to email them first.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I
0: see the BotCon thing.
1: And then judge what the reply sounds like before you can, you continue on. Oh man, their listing for Car Robots still says Transformers 2000. Okay. C001 Superfire Convoy, only $80. Sold out. God, they were selling these toys for... he was $80 back then. Build King Constructicons 2000. These seem to combine in three different ways to form a giant robot. Actually, these aren't even Decepticons. Too bad. Now in stock. Uh. Oh, God. Okay, on Transformers 2000, go to the bottom where they have the two flip changers, like whatever it was, the, the, the Indy car and the, the tow truck. Uh-huh. It says C16, C17. Then it says sold out. Then that's crossed through. Then underneath it says just $20, then it says not in stock, and then that's been crossed through as well. <laughs> and then next to that is a $1,500 Optimus Prime that's also been crossed through <laughs> and is sold out. Oh man, okay, I gotta stop looking at this. Um, Seth, I don't have anything off topic, but do you have any off topic what she got from this week? I do.
0: I got a couple different things. Um, So I grabbed that um, Dark Knight Returns, Katie Kelly, Robin.
1: The Mattel one? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think that's Katie Kelly. I think that's her name, right? Uh, Whatever it is. Dark Knight Returns, Robin, with the big green glasses.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So that's basically... Well, Fake Eyes on Twitter kind of put it best re- last night when he said she's like a $20 accessory for your Batman figure. because She doesn't do much on her own. Yeah. Um And I, I dug up my He-Man bodied Dark Knight Returns Mattel figure, and they do look very well together. They oh, do go for- very well together.
1: I forgot that they did one with a He-Man body. Yeah. That was a, a year or two ago. Like.
0: Yeah. And I found it, like, really cheap at this local toy convention.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Oh, which is coming back, and there's a cool voice actor there. I'm blanking on his name. I'll look it up later. Um, uh, Where was I? Um, Yeah, so I, I tweeted a picture of it last night. If you just look in my media, you'll find it pretty easy. I think it's the last... It should be the last image I tweeted. Anyway, they look pretty good together. Uh the problem is I didn't really inspect her in the package before I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um so she has like a soft vinyl piece that goes in between on her waist in between the her torso and and uh waist. Yeah. That pinches in between and it's it's like the little skirt under the belt part of her tunic, and it was not aligned properly, so it's like offset to one side. When they smashed the uh, the abdomen and the waist together, or the All torso right. and the waist together, so it's pinched in there, off center.
1: Oh, I, th- I had and, that happen with the uh, with a ninja turtle thing once.
0: Yeah. And I can't even twist her waist because it's like so tight, and mushed in there.
1: She looks, I'm, she looks like she sucks, kind of. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> her hands are very big.
1: She, yeah. <laughs> her her forearms look bigger than her actual arms. Yeah. That. Mm. Okay. I I
0: I think it looks okay. Staying next to a Batman, it's not great. It's not a great figure.
1: She goes well with the He-Man body, Batman. Like they look like Mattel made both of them, and they go together. Uh huh. That sounded better in my head when I was thinking it before I said it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm hoping if I just dunk her almost completely in boiling water. It will soften everything up enough where I could kind of pull out where it's pinched and get things realigned correctly. That should work. Yeah. So I just have to go about that. Yeah, there was another version of her that came out not too long ago that might be a better choice if you could still get it. I think it was part of a four pack, though.
1: Oh, yeah, the DC collectible four pack.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that at the comic shop for a while. Yeah, like, I think if you want a more accurate, also a more accurate Dark Knight Returns Batman, that might be the way to go. Yeah, But then you're also getting Superman and Joker, however you feel about that. I don't know. It's up to you.
1: I mean, they were both in the comic.
0: Yeah. But if you already have that He-Man body Batman, then, you know, it. it's all right. It gets the job done.
1: I think her slingshot looks good.
0: Except for it's just sort of stuck in the way it looks there. Yeah. You can't pose her using it because it's stuck to look like it's just sort of flopped over. There's a loop in her belt that you could stick it in if you don't want her holding it. Mm. And she doesn't hold it very well either. It kind of falls out of her hand. (laughs) Because it's like a weird soft rubbery plastic. Yeah. And the hole in her hand isn't very deep.
1: Oh, so just so kind of...
0: she's just kind of holding on to the very bottom of it.
1: Oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah her, the whole thing, like, just her hands look like something went wrong. Her hands are gigantic. Cause I, I was going to say, I'm trying to pull another positive out. I think her shoe sculpt looks really good.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> like a, It's a good shoe sculpt. <laughs> it's better than... Yeah, a... I like her head sculpt fine. Yeah, head sculpt looks fine. Do the glasses come off or are they part no. of it? Okay. No. Yeah, they're sculpted
0: on there. That's probably for the best. I think they come off on that other
1: version. Yeah. yeah, yeah good, version. good head sculpt. Maybe it's not useful, but it's a nice looking slingshot and good shoes.
0: Good shoes. Yeah. Colors on her, all right. Nice, bright, vibrant colors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like anything wrong there. The, that R yeah. looks pretty clean.
0: Um, oh. when you look at it really close, you could kind of, I mean, it is, but you could see where it's yellow paint over the black circle. So you could kind of see a little bit of black coming through and mm. you're always going to have problems like that when you paint yellow over something. Yeah. Yellow is an awful color to paint with.
1: Awful. Yellow's kind of an awful color.
0: I like yellow just fine as a color. I just always hated working with it when I was painting like Warhammer figures and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's not nice to work with, and personally, it's like my—I think my least favorite color. Just I don't know. I like I, I like I like nearly every color more than yellow. All right, well, you me, don't have to get hot about it. I just you know, I got to make sure I, I humble yellow a little bit. Can't let yellow think it's getting away with stuff here. You know. Yeah. So it's a second tier color. Whoa, it's one of the primaries. No, no, it's it's better used when subsumed into things like green or orange. That's what I would call it. Man. Yeah. Man. You probably don't even like lemons. Weird thing, I love lemons. But I like oranges more. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.
0: Whoa. L- lines have been drawn. <laughs> That's right. Okay, my other off-topic get... Um, I got that micro-knot set from Comic-Con.
1: Yay! Was it hard or was it pretty easy?
0: No, when when all that Comic-Con stuff went up on on um, Hasbro Toy Shop, nobody wanted it, so it was easy to get.
1: Yay! The, the
0: Star Wars the, stuff sold out in a blink.
1: They're bringing it all to, to to my town for Fan Expo in a week or so. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, Crasis was pointing out on Twitter, like, so I forget the name of the character, but she's like the the chick from Rogue One. Yeah, and it doesn't look like the Comic Con version come came with anything that the the regular Black Label version is going to come with. It's just a fancier box.
1: Well, that was literally the story of the the First Order Stormtrooper, right? The San Diego one. I think so. It's just it was the same toy in a fancy box, and people were like yeah. punching each other over it.
0: Yeah, and so like Craces was like, people realized that they can get this for like $15 cheaper in in a couple of months, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I was a little like, I I probably would have gotten the Obi-Wan Kenobi um, if it hadn't sold out just because it came with a table and a little holographic Princess Leia, but it was sold out before I got there, and I got there very quickly after it all went live. Like, maybe 10 minutes after I went live and all the Star Wars stuff is just gone. Um, But, you know, I'm not going to pay any extra second person or whatever to just for a little
1: table and holographic Princess Leia. I'll live without. I'm going to be all right. (laughs) I'm sure if someone wants to make some money, they could just make those things on Shapeways.
0: Yeah. Well, would you be able to make it clear? Can you do clear 3D printing?
1: Yeah, Shapeways, the, the, well, it's not, super, it's not fully clear. It's frosted, but their, their hyper detail printing material is like frosted clear. Hmm. And they could do blue? No, no, it's just clear. You'd have to like dye it, oh. I think.
0: No, it's too much work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> could live without it. Um,
1: I can't go to sleep at night without thinking about the fact I don't have a, tiny six inch scale hologram says someone who is a star wars fan Yep. so the micronauts uh come in a really cool
0: box like that super heavy brian savage would salivate over at cardboard <laughs> how
1: many um, how many times is that corrugated <laughs> how all many the times is that triple corrugated
0: so the the main box lifts up like it doesn't open like a box, so you lift it up off, and then there's a little diorama kind of situation inside um again, if you look at my recent Twitter media, it's the second most recent image after the Batman and Robin. Oh jeez, um so I felt a little bad cutting them free <laughs> from the packaging. You don't have to destroy the packaging to get them out um but it's like, oh, they look really neat. Kind of just like this.
1: Yeah, that seems like there's a good and a bad. The good is, like, that's real encouraging to, to just, like, buy a second one. So you can just have that out as a diorama. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but then the bad is, like, they're already on little bubbles. I Like, man, if, if they could have just done those, like, a second layer on those bubbles to make them a clamshell that you could just open up. Yeah, of because, all those... it,
0: yeah, it has all the little plastic strap things and... Yeah. And then I I think you'd have to open up the bottom of the box to get at it if you wanted to remove those plastic bubbles. Yeah. Because they go down into the box and where I'm sure they're taped in place. Um I didn't try to rip them out or anything. And then, you know, it's not the greatest diorama of all time either, so I'll probably throw it away eventually. I'll hang on to it for a while and then maybe 3 years from now I'll go. This is taking up too much room. And then it's gone.
1: I kinda like how the, the middle piece is like just a little like it's a little seventies sci-fi like T V show set.
0: Yeah, and you can't see it from that angle, but on like the side that the the green guy inside of it is looking at, there's like a monitor screen with some stuff on it and control panels and stuff. Yeah. Like there's there's control details and whatnot on the inside of the the little base thing. Um so I cut them free this morning like i I just kind of left them like that for a few days and I cut them free this morning because I wanted to be able to to comment on the hand feel and everything else thank you um so this was very much a nostalgia buy because I think I told this story recently where like my cousin who was a couple years older had just a big box of Micronauts um back in the day and I was love digging around in that box and messing with them when I went over to his house including the ferroid, the the sarcophagus thing he had like multiple of sarcophagi um so it's a big time nostalgia purchase and a lot of my memory of these things are now decades old but I want to say that these feel cheaper and part of it is the original toys like the the metallic belly piece and their heads were die cast. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's just plastic here. But even still, um, some of the joints have that kind of stuck squishiness where I I'm afraid. Like, okay, I can force this shoulder to move, and maybe we'll pop free, and everything will be fine. Or I'll break it off.
1: You might want to. Yeah, you might want to. I don't know get a hairdryer or something, give it a little blast. Yeah. yeah, so...
0: And one of them... Let's see, was it... Was it the ferroid? Yeah, the, the ferroid, the blue guy, um, the upper part of his legs that, like, go up into the hip, there's a little gap on one of them where it's kind of not really assembled 100% properly. Ah. And so that's a little disappointing. And those middle belly pieces on the that were diecast on the original toys were removable
1: and like you could swap them around they are glued in place we it almost feels like the those were they were manufactured with the idea most people wouldn't take them out of the diorama I don't know maybe, but what's the fun in that yeah that's that's a shame to hear yeah
0: and you know I'm not Oh, I think their arms were die-cast originally, too. Or at least some of them had die-cast arms and legs. Like, the green guy, like, his silver arms and legs, I'm now thinking I seem to remember them feeling cool, like a die-cast parts would back in the day.
1: Because I feel like the advantage of replacing all the die-casts with plastic is that the toy would be easier to stay standing and pose, but then if the joints feel squishy and weird or stuck, then that's all kind of nullified. Not
0: all of them do, but a couple of them have bits that do feel that way. Yeah. And then their little hands and wrists are so tiny and delicate, but that <laughs> was the case originally. Yeah. But uh, I mean, they're it's they're still neat. I I don't mean to trash on them. They're not. They're just not the, the vintage figures, but they're still like this really fun nostalgia thing yeah to to have gotten them like I wouldn't recommend them for everybody. they are definitely a thing of their time that they did not improve upon with these reissues um but even still, like when you consider the time period these things came from, they're surprisingly well articulated
1: oh yeah like, like they're that's
0: very well ahead of other similar sized figures from that time period.
1: Because that's, that's 70s and Migo, right? Like, Weren't they a Migo toy line? I don't know. Well, I mean,
0: they come from Micro Knots or Microman. Yeah. They're, they were the the US release of the Japanese Microman toys.
1: I think that Migo I, was the one who yeah.
0: released them back then. I don't know. I don't know who... Oh, yeah. In 1976,
1: Mego licensed Microman action figures. That's what it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and if... Like, coming from 76, and then Star Wars toys wouldn't be until a couple years later, and they're the same scale, but then you look at those original Kenner Star Wars toys and just look at the articulation differences, like, these were way ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah. Like, Universal Shoulders, even...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just bald, that alone. Bald jointed hips. Yeah. Knees. And, el- <laughs> and,
1: and elbows. There's a single bullet point knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ankles. They have ankle articulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those, man. Ahead of their time. Yeah. And then there's
0: like a weird sort of shintziness to them at the same time that i think is carried over to modern micro men like there's i've bought several modern micro men over the years like looking at pictures thinking man that looks really really cool and then
1: getting a hold of it and being like how oh, they kind of half-assed this whole thing didn't they oh yeah and like those those old uh the ones in the 2000s that diamond was releasing where all the chrome parts were so brittle they just like snapped to pieces yeah and, like,
0: so the third one from the set, the, the dark gray guy with the big orange plastic jetpack bubble thing that goes over the top of his head and shoulders, like, that just sits on there. It doesn't attach to him in any way. It just sits on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, Which reminds me of some experiences I've had with modern <laughs> micro men where it's like, oh, you can put these accessories on them, but they're not really holding on there they're just sort of there (laughs) you just sort of drape it over them and that's how it attaches and it's like okay well some things never change I suppose So they're a great little nostalgia piece but um, if you look at these and you don't get excited I wouldn't recommend buying it like actually holding them I don't think is going
1: to win anybody over the hand feel is not a factor Right. And that
0: is what I got this week.
1: All right. Well, then that's that's episode 421 of WTF at TFW. Thank you, Seth, for joining me on this Sunday. Uh, sure. Just to close it out, what's what's the one thing, if you're going to name one thing that you're looking forward to seeing this evening, what would that be?
0: At SummerSlam?
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: i hope there's some cool surprise at some point
1: i want to get it on record so that like when this episode actually comes out
0: the card is a little underwhelming (laughs) um yeah i just hope something rad happens at some point
1: what if the surprise is hey we have 15 more wellness violations
0: That might actually be the case. (laughs) There's word going around that there might have been 10 wellness violations, and they've just gotten around to suspending the three most expendable people. (laughs) And we might see a bunch more get suspended after SummerSlam.
1: Oh boy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And some of them are really dumb. Like, they. Okay, so I guess we're in the wrestling. Part of the show. Hi, Lumpy. Um, <laughs> so, um, Alberto, De Rio, and Paige, There's doesn't seem to be any word as to what they were busted on. But there's been reportedly, and this is all like dirt sheet stuff, so you got to take all of it with a grain of salt until you hear it from the horse's mouth sort of a situation. But supposedly there's some beef between Del Rio and Triple H. Like Vince loves Del Rio, Triple H thinks he's overrated and isn't really dedicated and therefore they shouldn't waste pushing him when they can push somebody else when he could just leave whenever. And supposedly in Del Rio's contract it's written in that he can leave up to a month early on his contract and not be penalized in any way. This suspension... Takes him up to that month early status. So there's a chance we might never see Del Rio again.
1: And he'll just leave.
0: Yeah. Like he'll wait out his suspension and then bounce. And then Del Rio and Paige have been rom- romantically connected for a while now. And again, another dirt sheet thing is Triple H had tried to warn Paige away from Del Rio, saying he was a bad influence. And now here's both of them getting a wellness violation. And they got drafted to different shows. Like, the company clearly tried to split them up by drafting them to different shows. So who knows what Paige's future is. Except for Paige still has several years on her contract and no easy out like Del Rio has.
1: Oh, I was about ev- to say, they could just both go to Lucha Underground. But...
0: Well, not for a few years for Paige. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Lucha Underground would welcome uh El Patron back with open arms. Oh, and then like the last time Del Rio was on TV before getting busted, um, he was wearing his his Lucha Underground tights, his little trunks with his Lucha Underground name on it. Oh weird. Yeah so his Tyson, say Del Rio, it's at El Patron or Alberto Patron or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, so that might have been him sort of telegraphing his intentions or just trying to put a B in Triple H's bonnet or something. Um, then Eva Marie gets busted and she releases an official statement that She was busted for Adderall, which is what Adam Rose got in trouble for, and she hadn't gotten the paperwork turned in on time to prove that she had a doctor's prescription for it. Mm. So, supposedly, if she had turned in the paperwork earlier, she would have been fine. But now that this is two wrestlers who have gotten busted for Adderall prescriptions. And it seems weird that they would be so hardcore on Adderall. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Brock Lesnar is immune to all wellness policy, which is why he didn't get in any sort of trouble when he failed two drug tests from UFC.
1: Yeah. Cause last I heard he was like full of the roids or whatever. Yeah.
0: But his contract, uh, says he doesn't have to take any of the wellness tests. And he justifies it as that he's a part-timer. He's not a full-time employee, so he shouldn't have to be um, responsible in that way. It sounds like Brock Lesnar gets a lot of free passes on stuff.
1: Yeah, that reasoning doesn't make any sense to a human. If you just say those words, I don't need to follow the policy because I'm a part-timer, like that doesn't actually make any sense <laughs> yeah. there's no job in the world where it's like well you're a part-timer so you're not subject to all of our rules like i've, I've right. never in my entire life heard that
0: <laughs> yeah and like where i work um they drug test everyone at hiring like they they won't hire you unless you pass a drug test and then they randomly test the the drivers but like the office and warehouse workers you only have to be tested at hiring. Well, you should be a you should um, be a part-timer, you don't have to get tested at all. Well, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> no, <laughs> they listen, test everybody.
1: Brock Lesnar told me so.
0: Yeah. So, and that's not so much a company decision as as the uh insurance company decision. A lot of things in business is not necessarily the choice of the company, but the insurance company that that the the employer has to adhere to otherwise they're not going to be able to get insurance and if they don't get insurance they're not in business so it's a whole thing um but yeah it just seems there's a lot of stuff about brock lesnar i don't like (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) well i hope that your prediction and your hopes come true and that in I guess the next seven hours or so, you get yeah. uh, you get a, you get surprised in a happy way.
0: Well, there's a theory that Bill Goldberg's gonna interject himself in the Brock Lesnar Randy
1: Orton match. I hope they call him Bill Goldberg again. Well, what else would they call him? Well, they just call him Goldberg. Oh, and just I, I want, Goldberg. I want the I want the Bill in there again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah we'll see if anything happens. I mean, Goldberg is there. He was mm-hmm. doing he was there for the uh the video game thing. Like they they did a video game thing the other night where they had like a red carpet thing and people doing interviews.
1: He should do a highfalutin like stuck-up guy gimmick where he he goes by William Goldberg. He okay. comes out in like a suit, with a little
0: bow tie. Well, <laughs> the suit would hide the fact that he is nowhere near as big as he used to be.
1: Yeah, there's a suit um, with really obvious giant shoulder pads. Yeah. He's like, I'm William Goldberg. Like, kind of near the end of
0: Jake the Snake's run where they put him in the weird tunic thing to hide his gut. Yeah. <laughs> he just wrestles in a suit. Hold up. Just. I had to sneeze real bad. <laughs> I wasn't, like, breaking down crying. Like, I have to put him in a sand. Oh, my God, it's
1: there. He's resurrected.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to get to the end of that sentence before I sneezed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, one theory people have is... Lesnar is never going to lose clean ever in a match. And they don't want to make Randy Orton, who just came back from an injury, look weak because they want to use Randy Orton because he's going to be around all the time, unlike Lesnar. So maybe have Bill Goldberg get involved, and then he could have a dirty finish where neither guy really lost. Um,
1: and uh, then I'll maybe you a, set
0: up something else with Goldberg in the future. But I'll give you a dirty finish. Uh. <laughs> But there's a lot of weird videos on YouTube right now of people interviewing Brock Lesnar at that video game thing.
1: Yeah, one of those was on my Facebook feed. Which one? The one where where he's like, what was it? he's like, yeah, we're gonna be going to uh, just to, gonna go to Suplex City. I'm thinking we're gonna do twenty this time. Oh, I didn't go see to him C-. Call a number. He's just, he sounds like. He's, he sounds like he's trying like mad to think of something to say and he really doesn't want to be there. He's like hey, we're gonna, we're going I'm they're like what are you what are you aiming to do at SummerSlam? Brock Lesnar he's like I'm going to take uh we're suplex city. We're going and like what are you going to do about Bill Goldberg? He's like I'm going to well he's uh going to take him to suplex city. <laughs> he said suplex city like 18 times <laughs> in 2 minutes while looking off to his left for the entire interview he's like "Eh, suplex city he's been on record several times as
0: making it clear that he does not care about the wrestling business or wrestling history this is just a job and as long as they keep paying him enough money he'll do it yeah um and in that on that stone cold steve austin podcast with uh, uh dean ambrose recently ambrose said he was very frustrated and angry leading up to his match with Goldberg at WrestleMania because every idea that they would go to Lesnar with, um, he showed absolutely no interest, and he referred to
1: Lesnar as lazy. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> the, the, the clip was so funny on Facebook, because like even the way his body language made Brock Lesnar look like half the size he usually looks like, his shoulders were just kind of slumped, he was kind of standing in the back, uh-huh. behind everyone, just kind of aimlessly mumbling about Suplex City for two minutes. <laughs> it's like eh, it's, it's, it's Suplex City You're gonna do more than the, we. I think I think we did sixteen last time. We're gonna do twenty this time. Su- Suplex City and Suplex him.
0: Yeah, well, so that that was a setup. So, what culture had one of those little red carpet? Lesnar bits and Adam asks, uh just asks him like do you like wrestling <laughs> and he kind of takes a minute as he's getting his thoughts together and and of course um, Paul Heyman's standing there as he does and Heyman's kind of looking at Lesnar and kind of like very shallowly giving him a little head shake like don't don't do it, <laughs> and then Lesnar did did what he does, where he's like, "No, I don't really care about any of this." Like he goes, "Like yeah, it's cool that they put me on the cover of this video game, but they paid me, and that's the point. Like they just want to get paid." Mm. And then he goes, "I'm a prize fighter. I fight for a prize. Like you got to pay me." And then Adam was like, "Well, has it always been that? Like when you started in wrestling?" was there ever a passion for it? And he goes, not really. (laughs) And that makes me not give a crap about matches he's in.
1: Yeah. Well, something about Suplex City. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're going to close this up. Thank you, Seth, for joining me. Okay. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Stay tuned for more Transformers talk here on... WTF and TFWs, we enter the 420 era of podcasting. <laughs>